0: Today's episode of the SI Gambling Podcast is presented by the good folks over at DraftKings Sportsbook. We love DraftKings Sportsbook, and this week there is another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the United States, not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds boosts and promotions on your favorite sports each and every day, With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever. So you don't even have to leave your house if you don't want to. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI, the letters SI, when you sign up. And for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25X playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's
1: teaming up with Bill Inright to help you dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy, presented by DraftKings.
2: What's up and welcome inside a special edition here from SI Fantasy. It is the Bull Market Fantasy podcast. I'm your host, Corey Parson the fantasy executive. Join my guy, Frankie, all the time, Frankie Fat Stacks. But now we have Bill Enright, Mr. Bill, Mr. Bull Market Fantasy. joining us along for this podcast also that we bring to you every week brought to you by the good people at DraftKings.com. Bill, welcome to the audio stream.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm so used to staring at my ugly bald head the whole time. I'm glad that I can just talk fantasy football and talk some gambling without having to look at myself.
2: I'm
3: sure the the audience is happy about that, too.
2: (laughs) And Frankie, that's what we're going to get into every day. We talk to you on the SI Gambling Podcast. We get the picks. We get the spreads. We get all of that good information from Vegas Whisperers. But you have a little fantasy football in your background, too, don't you?
1: Yeah, I have quite a bit of fantasy uh, football background, so I have no problem jumping on with you boys and jump and you know tran- transferring over and looking into the fantasy aspect of things. All
2: right, so let's get ready to hop in and get started. Let's head down to the floor, bull market fantasy style, and let's start with some buy or sell. Bill, one of the I don't want to say one of the surprises, but listen, I was not. in on Josh Allen coming into the season. Don't get me wrong. It's only been two games versus two AFC East opponents, but Josh Allen, you buying or selling after week two.
3: I'm buying Josh Allen. I mean, a a lot of the question marks about him were about his accuracy. You look at the first two games, 71 completion percentage, 68 completion percentage. He has seven touchdowns already. Only one of them has come on the ground. So the four passing touchdowns in week two is certainly an eye-popping stat. Now it was against the Dolphins, but how can you not be falling in love with Josh Allen given that he has all of that speed at the receiving core with Stefan Diggs and John Brown?
2: Frankie, what do you think? If you're a Josh Allen supporter right now, if you got him on and you started him in your first two weeks and you got a guy that's looking like he could be a top three fantasy quarterback this year, you holding or you selling?
1: I'm absolutely holding I'm hundred percent in agreement with bill right now. Uh, I think right now he offers tremendous value to all fantasy owners out there because as we know, guys, he most likely went in drafts later, probably later than round 10 in nearly every draft as he wasn't getting that much attention on the board. We know he was, you know, obviously all fantasy owners were looking at Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and your guy, Corey Dak Prescott, of course, from the Dallas Cowboys and, Uh, To be quite honest, guys, I mean, as Bill highlighted, he has been an absolute star in the first two weeks. I think he's going for a little bit of a rougher sledding this week, you know, taking on that, you know, improved Rams defense. Aaron Donald and the boys are going to look like they're going to be hungry and they're going to put up a fight. So I'm not so sure we're going to, I think
2: we're going to infer a little bit of a regression in week three, but overall he's a complete hold. All right, Bill, let's keep it rolling at the quarterback position. Another guy turning some heads right now is Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback Gardner Minshew. We saw some Minshew magic at times last year, but this year after two weeks, he's a top 12 fantasy quarterback. You buying or selling?
3: I'm selling Gardner Minshew. I think the fact that you probably either picked him up off the waiver wire or you drafted him super late in your leagues, and maybe someone has Jimmy Garoppolo or Daniel Jones out there and, Minshew is probably your quarterback, too. Anyway, this could be a good selling point to get rid of the Jaguars quarterback.
2: What well, do you think, Frankie, on Gardner Minshew? Minshew Magic Duval?
1: I actually believe if you can get anything of value for Gardner Minshew, sell high. I think that the the point of him regressing is is well within reason. So I think he's not going to continue to see the stats that we've seen through the you know first two games. He's thrown for 512 yards and six touchdowns. I'm not so sure he can keep up with that pace. I'm not so sure that this offense can keep up with that pace, and I think he's in tune for some regression. So if you have the opportunity to get something of value, sell Gardner
2: Minshew. Let's head over to the running back position. My thing with Chris Carson is sell before he gets hurt, Bill.
3: Listen, I'm with you. I don't like banking on players ever being injured. Hopefully, if you have Chris Carson, maybe you have – Carlos Hyde as well, but we, we saw the Seahawks and what they did in week two and, and even in week one against Atlanta. And Carson is such a big part of that offense. Even when Russell Wilson is throwing five touchdowns, Carson is still going to get plenty of action. Uh, he scored three pat receiving touchdowns. He hasn't hit the end zone on a rushing touchdown yet, but the passing attack, his, his skills in that aspect of the game is certainly co- helping his fantasy production and I don't want to bank that he's going to get hurt. I, I think you hold on to him, especially with all the running backs right now going down. If you hoard them for a little bit longer, you could actually make, uh, make a little bit a better transaction later on in the season when people really get desperate.
2: What do you think about that, Frankie? You holding? I'm Like I said, Bill makes a good point about you don't want to bank on an injury, but this is Chris Carson.
1: Yeah, he does have that injury history and we're expecting it, you know, as fantasy owners, we know that he's burned us in the past. And, but this offense right now just looks absolutely prolific right now. I mean, Russell Wilson, you you can't argue with the stats that he's putting up. Because of the fact that this defense is so bad, despite having Jamal Adams on the back end, it looks like right now the Seattle Seahawks team is going to have to put up points every week in order to win games. And that means that if it, we all know in fantasy terms that, you know, that's always going to leave to, you know, production. And Chris Carson right now, as Bill highlighted, I'm not so sure that you really want to get rid of him right now with the injuries to Saquon and McCaffrey. Most likely, if you have him, you probably have one of maybe those other top guys because on the wraparound, you probably look to grab him in the second or third round, and he may have been paired up with one of those guys, and you may have lost him. So I'm not so sure how you really can release him right now. So for me, he's a hold. I agree with Bill. I think you have to hold on to Chris Carson due to the injuries that we're seeing across the fantasy landscape.
2: Good point on roster construction. It definitely depends on who you have on your team. Aaron Jones is a guy builder. I don't have on any of my teams because I was saying the touchdown regression is coming. Build a touchdown regression has not come yet. Well, <laughs> he's finding the
3: end zone early, often, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I think a lot of people thought that touchdown regression was coming because he did score nineteen last year, and the likelihood of him getting back to that point—I mean, naturally, just you average back to the to the mean and. What he's been doing so far this season is just absolutely incredible, especially that game against the Detroit Lions. I'm holding on to him. I'm not trading for him. I'm not trying to go out and acquire him because the asking price at this point would just be way, way too high, through the roof. And if you have him, you're holding on to him, though.
2: Yeah, I think Frick Bill is right on that, Frankie. I don't have him anywhere, and that's that's my bad, more than likely, for buying into that negative aggression. It seems like he's going to have you know, at least double-digit touchdowns again this season. But I, I think the correct thing to do is just hold it and just ride it as long as you can, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm disappointed I only have several shares. I wish I would have had a lot more, obviously, after seeing the start that Aaron Rodgers is off to in that entire Green Bay offense. And that's led to more proficiency once again from Aaron Jones at the running back position. And it's just been absolutely phenomenal for every fantasy owner who invested in them. As we know, guys, they a lot of fantasy owners, especially even in the high stakes leagues, they shared that that those feelings and those thoughts that you guys were just discussing. And you know what? It, it led to him to being you know, dropping and dropping significantly and offering value that I couldn't pass up in several drafts. But I actually wish that I wouldn't have passed up even at times that I actually did. But, you know, I have several shares, but I wish I would have had more. Aaron Jones looks like he's destined right now, if this continues at this pace, to be a top five overall RB1 in fantasy football in 2020. And he's going to make all those fantasy owners who passed on him pay and pay dearly.
2: Yeah, hopefully I will probably be one of those guys at some point I will catch an Aaron Jones train like I did last year. It was against my Dallas Cowboys, and I was playing against somebody who had Aaron Jones in their backfield, and it was a very ugly. It got very ugly early. That was an embarrassing loss. Let's keep moving along, Bill. Chase Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers, interesting name that's starting to pop on waiver wire now. You're buying, buying, you selling you you buying you do not want no parts. What's the deal with Claypool? There's something about this rookie that I really like. He, he's a big target for Big Ben, caught three passes
3: for 88 yards and a touchdown. I'm keeping my eye on him in shallow leagues and in leagues that I have a deep bench. I'm absolutely adding him because I do think there's some playmaking ability there that always goes well with that Pittsburgh offense.
2: Well, we thank Frankie. Uh, Bill made an excellent point. If you're in a 10-team league, it may not be the guy, but a 12-team league, I got to think if you need wide receiver help, it's out there, right? It is, but for me, I'd actually still pass on him right now. I'm not sold
1: yet. I think that the guy, obviously, that in that offense that's making that entire offense right now hum and hum at a high level is Deontay Johnson. I mean, double-digit targets in consecutive weeks to start the season. Ben Roethlisberger is looking for him and looking for him often. I think Bill is right that he does offer some value in deeper leagues, but for me right now, outside, unless you have 20, 22, 23-man rosters right now, I'm not so sure that I would be looking to add him to my roster just yet because I don't know if it's just really more of a flash and a flash of what this offense really is about. We know that they were in a much more of a contested battle than most people were expecting last week against the Denver Broncos, and they had to consistently put that ball in the air even more so. But obviously we know Juju's there, and Deontay Johnson, it just looks like an absolute beast and the guy to own for me. I'm a, my, my expectations right now and my desire to add Claypool off the waiver wire is tempered compared to Bills.
2: Mm, interesting, Bill. I know there's no way that you can sell Calvin really right now, especially if you went on him on draft day, you know, when, when we all got started. But so far early in the season, he's the top wide receiver in fantasy and it's not even close. This is not a sell situation right here. But do you think that he is on par to finish higher than Julio Jones this year?
3: You know, someone on this podcast predicted that in the, in yes, the beginning he sure of the season. Did. Yep. <laughs> and, he will, and Corey, he will not let us forget it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but if you go back and look at what Calvin Ridley has done, I, I look back at his last uh, seven games and he scored in, uh, at least once in six of his last seven. Meanwhile, Julio Jones hasn't found the end zone. Uh, he found it actually just one time in his last 14 games. And that's always been the problem with Julio. He had the chance to score this weekend with that Russell Gage trickoration play, and he kind of short armed the ball there, where he would have just easily caught a touchdown. But I mean, Ridley is absolutely benefiting from playing alongside Julio Jones because that's who's getting double covered. That's who's getting all the pass interference penalties. But you don't get fantasy points for that stuff. You get fantasy points when the, your guy gets into the end zone. Your guy catches a lot of yard, gets a lot of yards, and catches a lot of passes. And that's what exactly what Calvin Ridley is doing right now.
2: Frankie, buy a sell high, buy low. You buying a low Julio Jones? Not for me. I,
1: ah. I, I There's no way. You guys can have Julio. You can have him by the schoolyard. You can go anywhere you want with Julio. I don't want any part of Julio Jones. I said to that the they were ready to pass the torch, and that torch is already being passed. Julio's already banged up. He pulled up lame in that game last week. He dropped a short touchdown because that hamstring is bothering him you know Russell Gage probably is still crying over the fact that he dropped that you know he dropped a perfect dime to Julio and it was right in the red basket and he dropped it so whether it was from Matt Ryan or anyone but you know to see it from a on a trick play with Russell Gage having that opportunity to really you know get even more fantasy points for those guys that were starting him you know in in really Off a limb right now, but that offense is absolutely prolific. Bill's right. I've been hammering it. I said it all year. I said it all preseason to anyone that would listen. I was trying to scream it from the mountainside, guys. Calvin Ridley was the wide receiver to own. And I said, don't be afraid to make him your wide receiver one and to even step out and draft him ahead of some of those guys that were going off the board in that range because. Calvin Ridley is going to be a star and he's showing it. I love Calvin Ridley. No way am I selling him. And no, Corey, unfortunately, I don't want any part of Julio Jones. I think you'll see him on the IR at some point in 2020.
2: As it goes a prediction from Fantasy Frankie right there, I have Julio, I mean, excuse me, I have Calvin Ridley on 75% of my fantasy teams. And I go back and I think about that night when you said that he was going to be the one and how that sparked my interest. And I was like, that's interesting. And I got down on Calvin Ridley. After that, I bill Corey Davis is here. Is this the breakout? Corey Davis, we buying the breakout? Corey Davis, I'll we'll be selling and getting rid of this guy early.
3: This one's frustrating for me because I was so high on AJ Brown heading into the season, and we know that he's dealing with the bone bruise. And here, Corey Davis shows up 101 yards in week one, 36 yards, and a touchdown in week two. If you can sell him now and get something back that is worthy of. Someone, uh, uh, if you can sell him now and get a player back that can go into your starting lineup, I would do it. Would
2: Julio Jones? If you can get Julio Jones back
3: for Corey Davis, what league is that? Sign me up. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> but realistically, though, if you're just getting a bench player for Corey Davis, I don't see the point. Because yeah. as long as A.J. Brown is out, we know Ryan Tannehill is slinging it. They're going to have a great matchup this week against the Vikings, a team that has really struggled against wide receivers. So Corey Davis's stock is, is on the rise. It could be even higher by this time next week.
2: Well, we thank Frankie about Corey Davis. I mean, people would like Bigfoot. We've been hearing about the talent for years now, and we're finally starting to see it, though.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I you know this is one of the things that actually hurts me discussing this uh, this team right now because I bit the apple and I fell for the I, I fell for the allure of AJ Brown and AJ Brown looks like this knee injury that he suffered may actually be lingering even longer and I'm not so sure if he's even going to be able to get back on the field. I'm worried he actually is going to be headed for that three game IR stint and be out even further. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm hearing words that I don't like to hear when it concerns Brown ability to get back on the field and get back on the field, you know, in a quick fashion that most fantasy owners are all praying for. But right now, Corey Davis, he is the guy on that team. I bo- I actually earlier believed that he was a touchdown-dependent guy in order for you to be find fantasy relevancy and insert him into your starting lineups. But now when you see teams like the New York Jets that have absolutely no starting wide receiver value with Jamison Crowder being injured as well as Bashar Perryman, so the New York Jets have no value. You don't want, As a fantasy owner, you don't want to be looking at anything from that team. So when you start to scratch teams off the board where they really have no fantasy value, when you actually – in this preseason, you thought that Jamison Crowder or Perryman would maybe offer value as well as Denzel Mims. When you have teams like that, that makes Corey Davis's value even higher. I don't believe that he, you should be looking to cut bait with him right now because if A.J. Brown is out, Corey Davis is the one. He showed it at, over at Western Michigan in uh in his, in his college career, and he's showing it once again. This kid has talent. The thing is, he's never been able to fully display it, and it looks like Ryan Tannell has trust in him. So Corey Davis is a guy that we all want to be looking at, guys.
2: Yeah, no doubt, especially when a season like this where, obviously, if he doesn't get it together and pull it through, that rookie contract is coming to an end soon. And guess what? You want to be in the NFL, you got to play. So it seemed like he's starting to play now. As my buddy Michael Fabiano likes to say he's singing for his supper. Tight end, Bill. Uh, Mike Gesecki, interested name through the first two weeks of the season. 16 targets, 11 receptions. Also has a touchdown to go along with that for the Miami Dolphins. He looks like a playmaker you buying or selling. He
3: does look like a playmaker, but I think it, it's going to be personal preference on this one. I personally do not want to buy, if that makes me a seller, fine, because what Mike you are you going to get every week? Are you going to get the week one version where he caught three passes for 30 yards, or are you going to get the eight reception, 130-yard game with a touchdown that you got in week two? That kind of inconsistency at tight end, it's hard to come by to get a guy like Darren Waller or... Um, Travis Kelsey or uh, George Kittle when he was healthy, but uh, I understand there's maybe only four or five tight ends that are like that. But at least with with Gisecki, I think he's going to have more of the games where it's three for thirty than the eight for one thirty.
2: What do you think about Gasecki? It could be a quarterback change at some point during the season, also, Frankie.
1: Yeah. And I think that actually would actually improve his value even higher. And I don't even know how that's really possible because he had a career game in week two, you know, he showed flashes and he showed at Penn state university that he was actually one of the best players on that team at the collegiate level. And it's starting to translate big time at the NFL level. Gaseki looks like a guy that you definitely want to target because we see right now that, you know, Devonte Parker, he's dealing with a nagging hamstring injury and I also another guy that I'm a little bit disappointed in Preston Williams. He's showing that he really is not 100% and he's not at, you know, fully recovered from the knee injury and the surgery that he had last season. So he looks like he's slow in his progression. He's on the field, but he doesn't look like the Preston Williams of old and he's showing it because he's not even come close to even double digit PPR points in the first two weeks of the season. So I'm a little bit concerned about his progress, but overall Gusecki, if you have him, then I think you absolutely start him and you are loving him. In terms of a trade value for me, he's not a guy that I want to trade for. I don't want to trade for any guy at the tight end position. I think it's arguably the worst position in all the fantasy guys. We all know it. And for me, every week, another guy emerges off the waiver of wire. We saw it last week. There was the you know the reincarnation thanks to playing the New York Jets and the clueless Adam Gase and his defense. But Jordan Reed made a, you know emergence back on the fantasy landscape, and he's probably one of the top guys to pick up, as well as Drew Sam. Guys, Drew Sample over in Cincinnati with all those targets, nine targets. You know, Joe Burrow, we know, guys rookie quarterbacks they love to you know that security blanket they love to feed the tight end and when things start to break down that's their, where their eyes tend to look at quickly especially if there's pressure from the inside or the outside or up the middle in their face they look to either dump the ball off in the flat or find their tight end and that's what they're doing so for me no thanks on trades i i think you can stream tight ends one emerges every week so always look to the waiver wire for the tight end position guys
2: and you need some waiver wire help don't forget si fantasy plus that's where it goes down si fantasy plus subscribe to that also si fantasy pro you win your fantasy leagues and the vegas whispers guys can keep you winning some bread also as the prop bets are hitting the regular bets are hitting the side, the totals whatever you want to do it is going down SI Fantasy Plus and SI Fantasy Pro. Speaking of SI Fantasy, our buddy Michael Fabiano every week does his start-sit columns. I want to dig into, Bill, some of, the, some of the plays that he has this week and also some of their DraftKings prices. Mitchell Trubisky, MVP Mitch, my guy, <laughs> the quarterback I hate the most in the NFL, who I'm going to have to pick up this week in order and start him. But listen, I do like to start this week against the Atlanta Falcons. The DraftKings price is 5700 I'm I'm fine with uh, MVP Mitch as you like to call him every once in a while
3: for fifty seven hundred bucks. Uh, very very inexpensive option at that quarterback position. The matchup is fantastic. We saw Russell Wilson. We saw Dak Prescott absolutely torch this Atlanta secondary. Mitchell Trubisky is not on their level in terms of skills, uh, but Trubisky sh- should still have a solid game. So if you're playing cash games, I'd go with MB, uh, MVP Mitch for fifty seven bucks. Sure.
2: Fifty-seven hundred dollars on DraftKings, Frankie for MVP Mitch.
1: Absolutely not. No thanks, guy. I pass.
2: <laughs> and that was Rickson right to the point. Unless you know how Frankie feels about Mitch Trubisky, sort of like much like I do, Bill. Joshua Kelly versus the Carolina Panthers. Five thousand dollars is the price on DraftKings, Bill. Panthers defense is like Oprah just handing out touchdowns to everybody. You guys get a touchdown.
3: You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. We saw what Leonard Fournette did and, and Ronald Jones. We saw what Josh Jacobs did. Running backs just have the tremendous ability to score against the Carolina Panthers defense. I think Kelly gets into the end zone once, maybe twice this week. Austin Eckler, yeah, he's fine play too. He's His DraftKings price went up this week. It was 6,500 last week. Now it's 6,800. Josh Kelly... He went down 300 bucks. So I'm going to be buying even more now that his price went down and he has a great matchup against Carolina.
2: Interesting stuff right there, Frank. Joshua Kelly, you in on it?
1: Hell yeah. 100% guys. Game flow, game flow, game flow. The Carolina Panthers are expected to struggle as the odds makers have them as nearly a full touchdown underdog this week As we know, unfortunately, they're going to be without star running back Christian McCaffrey. That's going to make things real difficult on Teddy Bridgewater and company. So we know that the most likely the Chargers are going to be up, and they're going to be up big in the second half. What does that mean? Game flow, game script. Once again, second half up big, run the ball, run the ball with who? Josh Kelly, because we're going to see Josh Kelly. I agree with Bill 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't score multiple touchdowns this week, but I think that he is a great streaming option and a great flex option. I think that at 5,000 over a DraftKings Sportsbook, Josh Kelly is one of the best values at the running back position in week three.
2: C.D. Lamb, Bill, versus the Seattle Seahawks this week. The Seahawks give it up to slot receivers. His DraftKings price is 5400 Do you agree with your colleague, Michael Fabiano?
3: Yeah, and, and his price went up $1,000 since week one. I think it was fifty four or 4500 bucks, and now he's $5,400, so, so a $900 difference there. I, I don't know if I'd go with C.D. Lamb this week, especially when you can get Michael Gallup for just $100 more. I think this is a really big game for Michael Gallup. I'd rather have... The um, the veteran, I guess he's a veteran at this point, right? Uh, yep. Compared to the rookie.
2: What do you think, Frankie? The veteran or the rookie?
1: Oof. I actually think there's more value going a little bit further down and finding a guy a little bit cheaper and going looking at Russell Gage on Atlanta at 5100 I think he offers more value than either of those two because that, gonna... that wasn't the question, Frankie. <laughs> what are you bringing <laughs> up Russell Gage for? <laughs> We're talking about
3: Stevie fact- Lamb. We're talking about the Cowboys versus the Seahawks, and you're bringing up Russell Gage.
1: Yeah, well, as a fantasy owner, my eyes need to be looking in all different directions, and I'm worried that either one of those guys could cancel each other out. I'm gonna i know not
3: to you silly you're going to be looking in all different directions.
1: <laughs> Listen, guys, I, if you want my opinion, for me, it's a pass <laughs> on either one of those guys. I take a, I, I'm take i not so sure which one is going to really get the touchdowns in this game and get more of the looks. I'm scared of it. Michael Gallup has not shown any ability that he showed last year in this offense right now. C.D. Lamb is getting more of the looks. If I had to make a choice, I'd lean towards Lamb. But for me, it would be a pass on either one of those guys because I'm worried they're going to cancel each other
2: out. Uh, Frankie got his head on a swivel. The fantasy owners keeps his head on a swivel. All right, Bill, let's bring it home. Greg Olson, old man Greg Olson, versus my Dallas Cowboys. The DraftKings price is a mere forty two hundred bucks.
3: Yeah, I'm just not at all interested in using Greg Olson this week. I understand yeah. that it's one of the highest scoring over unders <laughs> of the week. Expecting a lot of production here from both offenses, but just there's nothing. I mean. 24 yards and a touchdown week one he he had one target last week bounced off his hands the the Patriots ran it back for a pick six and then Russell
2: Wilson didn't throw him his, his
3: way the rest of the
2: game yeah no that's that's not a bad idea by Russell Wilson here's the thing with Greg Olson Frankie I worry that he could leave the game at any minute
1: yeah, unless I'm getting an AARP bonus, I'm not interested in Greg Olson
2: at all. <laughs> you can come change Frankie's tires if you are Greg Olson. If not, that is the case. I, right. The Bull Market Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Getting ready to shake it up and wrap it up and go home. But the week starts tomorrow night, Frankie, on Thursday Night Football. We get week three kicked off. Got an interesting matchup down in Florida between the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are a three-point favorite. The total is sitting at 48. Any way you're looking at this game right now, I know you still haven't got that Vegas whisper information yet.
1: Yeah, right now, guys, I mean, we got to look at some important things. Optics. This game opened at Pickham in Vegas last week. Uh, last uh, uh, midweek last week and it's up to Jacksonville laying three. We've also seen significant steam to the over this total opened at 44 and currently sits at DraftKings Sportsbook at 48 and guys, it's important to highlight, you know, it's a tale of two, two teams. Who are you really going to be backing? The Jaguars are five and zero ATS in their last five games played in the month of September. So they seem like they love the opening portion of every season, but on the flip side, the Miami Dolphins, they're just one in six ATS in their last seven games played in the month of, you know, the opening month of the season. So they look like they sleepwalk in the month of September. So who you really want to back here, guys. And in addition, in the last five, in the last seven meetings, the road team is five and two ATS in the last seven meetings in this in-state rivalry in the battle for Florida over there. So, guys, there's some interesting trends to be looking at. The steam and the public looks like they're all over the Jaguars as well as the over, and they're expecting points once again on the short week. So it's going to be an interesting game, but Minshew Mania, Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's an interesting matchup Some of some guys that I don't know if they're going to be started in a lot of fantasy leagues, both of those quarterbacks right there, but they do have some weapons that a lot of fantasy owners will be looking to get in there, and hopefully we have DJ Shark on the field and healthy. And hopefully, we have Devontae Parker also healthy. As we know, both of those star wideouts for each respective team have only gotten in limited practices this week due to their various injuries that, you know, their respective injuries that they're suffering uh, from right now. So, guys, it could be looked like the scoreboard could be lighting up once again, but it's going to be a great matchup. And it'll be great to see who the Vegas Whisper Sharps will be backing once again because we know they're red hot.
2: Bill, do you see fantasy fireworks in this game? From who? I mean, you heard what I said about
3: Gaseki I'm not a huge fan of the of the Miami backfield. Jordan Howard, Gaskin, Matt Breda. I I was telling everyone to sell Gardner Minshew, DJ
2: Chark, and James Robinson. Where are the fireworks coming from? It's more like a sparkler game to me. Well, there right, you go right there. Ball market fantasy debut that went down good and easy. Don't forget SI Fantasy Plus for all your season-long fantasy football needs and SI Fantasy Pro for the Vegas Whispers. For my main man, Bill Enright and Frankie Fatstacks. I am Corey Pawson, the fantasy executive, and we are out.